This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. The number for you, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you for free. There are a variety of them, and uh, they're all on the house. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Jason. And Mark. Jason Talley is here with us, courtesy of the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Head on over to cdevolution.org to learn more about them, and maybe we'll get a chance to talk more about CD Evolution here in a little bit. Uh, of course, Jason, always nice to, to have you on the show. So Thanks. Uh, feel free to chime in at your leisure as we uh, cover a variety of issues. There's, as always, uh, a lot going on in the news here. Uh, with, uh, well, some major news coming out of uh, Washington, D.C., which nobody should be really surprised about, uh, and that is that, according to naturalnews.com, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency has finally acknowledged a nine-year-old petition filed by the Coalition for Rescheduling Cannabis to reschedule marijuana as a Schedule 3, 4, or 5 drug rather than its current and more serious Schedule 1 classification. The acknowledgment, however, was an official denial of the petition based on claims that there are no studies to prove the medicinal value of marijuana. There are no studies to prove the medicinal value of marijuana. According to the government, all of the stuff that we've talked about over the years, uh, apparently the those studies, don't exist. Uh, uh, the studies don't exist? Right. But there's so many stories. Like uh, we went to uh, the liquor stores here in New Hampshire to do a protest um, against the hypocrisy for New Hampshire caging peaceful people who want to uh, grow and smoke marijuana and uh, but they sell liquor. So, yep. but one of the guys that showed up for the protest, he would talk about how he would uh, during um, his treatment for cancer, he would smoke marijuana. He had to because uh, that's the only way he could stop the vomiting from um, uh, from his chemotherapy. And uh, it just he had to go like to the black market. It was a very uh, you know he he felt it was a very seedy thing because he had to ask around, but not too publicly because he could get in trouble. For smoking marijuana, even though he he claims it saved his life because it, it was Jason. You don't believe that malarkey, do you? That man just wanted to get high. He was just making up a story. I don't know. I mean, there's other stories of uh, we that- and the government are sick of. People in wheelchairs faking like they're ill so that they can smoke marijuana. <laughs> they, by pressing this issue, the government just discredits themselves because more totally. and more yep. people know well, people that are, are helped by marijuana. Um, and, you know, I think uh, marijuana is a, a far more mild drug than, say, uh, the things that are legal, like yep. uh, caffeine well, or it's alcohol. mild as far as its addiction, as far as its effects on somebody. I mean, it doesn't actually, it hasn't ever it's killed It's certainly anybody. more mind-altering than caffeine for the vast majority of people. Probably not for me, but, um, you know, for a lot of people, it, uh, it it's that way. Also, I don't see why this matters. So, I mean, there are medicinal effects for cocaine. I mean, like you can right. pres- doctors can prescribe cocaine. That's there correct. are medicinal effects for the heroin, opiates, and things like that. Doctors can prescribe these things. What does that have to do with the DEA downgrading it from Schedule One to Schedule Three or Four? I mean, obviously, I would not propose that uh, that heroin be downgraded uh, from Schedule One to Schedule Two if you're going to talk about the ill effects of things, if they're abused, if that's what the, it's rated on. That doesn't really have anything to do with it. The medical, uh, you know, the medical of, you know, usage of it really doesn't have anything to do with this, does it? 
Um, well, I mean, Schedule 1 essentially, as I understand it, says that there is no medical usage for... Then cocaine uh, is not Schedule 1? I believe cocaine may not be in Schedule 1, although heroin is in Schedule 1, as I understand it. But heroin used to be prescribed. I mean, all you're talking about is a different mixture of whatever opiate right. it is. Right, I mean, they have morphine can be prescribed today, which is very, very similar to, uh, to heroin, as I understand it. But we're asking the government to make sense, and it just makes no sense that they have the so-called war on drugs that uh, harms innocent people, makes taxpayers pay for the, the caging of them. It, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. The acknowledgement was, uh, again, a denial of that petition, which was, again, set, uh, sent to this government nine years ago. So it took them almost 10 years to finally say, yeah, no, we're not going to do this. For A, I don't understand why that has anything to do with it. B, um, you know, if anybody in the government says that marijuana doesn't have any medical effectiveness, they're not looking. They're not looking. If they say that there are no studies, they aren't looking. They're discounting real studies that have been done all over the world, including in the United States. They're saying that those don't count. Well, you're right. They're saying they don't prove the medicinal value of marijuana. Why is the DEA making judgments that apparently the FDA should be making. Back in May, Natural News reported that a group of marijuana advocacy groups had filed a lawsuit against the federal government for failing to even acknowledge their petition to reschedule marijuana, which had been filed roughly nine years earlier. But by ignoring the petition, the federal government was invariably in violation of the Administrative Procedures Act, which it requires requires it to respond to petitions within a reasonable amount of time. Well, we've seen what happens when the government has a set of rules that it's uh, ostensibly supposed to follow. They don't really care. Like, there's supposed to be a right to a speedy trial, but what are you going to do if they don't give you the speedy trial? What are they going to do? What are you going to do about it if they don't follow their own rules? Right. The government's answer to, oh, you didn't do things right, is that's not how we interpret it. Mm -hmm. That's what their answer is every single time. If you catch them not doing what their rules say that they should be doing, their answer to that is, invariably, oh, that's not how we interpret it. You could always hire a lawyer and pay a bunch of money to try to sue them in their own court Sometimes system. you'll win. The, your chances won't be great, but sometimes you'll win. Sometimes some judge in their court system, the government's judge in the government's court system, will say that the government was wrong. Sometimes they will, but you have to look at how people view the government. The people view it in a way as, it, as if, oh, yeah, sure, it's fallible. Sure, it makes a lot of mistakes, but it's the only one we've got. We've got to stick with it, people. Now, if the agency had complied with the petition, it would have acknowledged that marijuana does indeed have legitimate medical use and that its abuse potential is not as extreme as a Schedule One classification deems it to be. And by rescheduling marijuana to at least a Schedule Three classification rather than Schedule One, federal policy would have become more in line with those of the 16 and counting states that have already legalized marijuana for medicinal purposes. But the agency's flat-out denial of the petition, however, shows that it plans to continue willfully ignoring the facts about marijuana, including the hundreds of studies, and many of these are peer-reviewed, that show and suggest, rather, that not only that marijuana has medical benefits – but also that it is safe to use. Hundreds of studies. The government ignored hundreds of studies. Mm -hmm. And by the government, you mean the Drug Enforcement Agency. Yeah, that's true. It's the agency that you see photos of wearing SWAT vests and and goggles and helmets and machine guns. Right. So they get to decide Clearly a bunch of medical experts. Right. Right. I guess there's a white lab coat underneath that flak (laughs) vest. The people that are paid 
to go after people that have drugs would have to then decide that the job that they're doing is um, unimportant and that they should stop uh, you know, doing the thing that they get paid to do. Yeah. If you, just so you know, folks, if you stop doing the pay, thing that you're paid to do, you stop getting paid. According to Procon.org, for instance, there are 33 studies, 17 of which involve humans, that suggest definitive medical benefits from using marijuana. There is, however, absolutely no evidence to back the DEA's claim that, quote, marijuana has a high potential for abuse, has no accepted medical use in the United States, and lacks an acceptable level of safety for use even under medical supervision. This is their official statement about marijuana. They're... (laughs) I mean, anybody that knows anything about pot knows just how absurd and how laughable that is. High potential for abuse. I am sorry. I've known some people that have been heavy marijuana users. But all that said, they, marijuana isn't a physically addictive drug. If somebody's addicted to marijuana, it's because they have an addictive personality. Right, like somebody who's addicted to having a bowl of ice cream every night. Sure. I mean, there you could absolutely be addicted to having a bowl of ice cream I every night. I have been night. there. Uh, I mean, you know, that's that is a way to act. It is a habit um that one can develop. But it's but not that, ice cream's fault. Ice cream is not addictive. Like, it can be shown clinically to not be addictive. People that say that marijuana is addictive um, are usually talking from their personal experience, and they're the same kind of person that would get addicted to any kind of habit. That's right. 800-259-9231. Any kind of, especially the pleasant habits. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of these airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. More absurdities uh, regarding the federal government marijuana on the way. Plus, nudism is in the news. It's That doesn't happen too often. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that is freetalklive.com, and the features include our webcam. You can go watch and listen and chat, because our chat room is built into the same page, and it's all free, of course, over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. If you've got a website, you know how important it is for people to visit your site, whether it's for better results in the search engines, advertising, or just trying to get your message out. You need all the hits you can get. Mobsterhits.com is going to make you an offer you can't refuse. A family-friendly web traffic exchange ftl.mobsterhits.com can riddle your site full of views and you can even make some money by joining the, the family as an associate sign up for a, a sign up for free at ftl.mobsterhits.com now you get a free one month upgrade if you sign up 
now. Listeners with liberty-oriented sites can get anywhere from a from ten thousand from excuse me from one thousand to ten thousand hits for free. Find out the details at ftl.mobsterhits.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. Uh, there's a little bit more detail on what's happening in D.C. where things are not changing. So I guess really not, nothing's happening. Uh, they finally have kicked back a petition that was sent in nearly a decade ago by marijuana reform groups who wanted the DEA to take a look at some information about marijuana and perhaps do the compassionate thing and reschedule marijuana from Schedule 1, which is scheduled as the most harmful of uh, of drugs, the most addictive, the most dangerous, the least medically useful, uh, basically saying there's no medical use for marijuana, that it's incredibly addictive, etc. It's just... It's just the most ludicrous propaganda that you could possibly imagine, and they continue to promote it. Uh, DEA Administrator Michelle Leonhardt falsely stated the following, saying that the marijuana has a high potential for abuse, no accepted medical use in the United States. Uh, and apparently she didn't ask any of those doctors that are prescribing it in the 16 states where they can do so. And lacks an acceptable level of safety for use, even under medical supervision. As she this said, is pure propaganda. This is the government yeah. saying whatever the government feels like saying. She should have just added to it, and it'll make men grow breasts. Because, I mean, that's just how absurd this uh, this is. So she, uh, this was part of her announcement on behalf of the agency's decision on the matter. In fact, a report issued by the U.S., uh, the government's own Institute of Medicine back in 1999 states the following contradiction to the DEA's claims. This is the the study that the federal government initiated with the intention of validating itself, and the study basically invalidated a lot of the government's claims. One of the major ones that uh, – I don't know if they mention it here. I don't think they do. But one of the major ones in this 1999 IOM study was that they came out and said, this is not a gateway drug. I mean, that was one of the biggest bombshells out of the entire thing. They wanted them to find out that, yes, this is everything we've always said it was. And, of course, they've always said that it's marijuana that's the gateway for kids to start doing crack. Well, it is, but it's because the government made it that way. It is, though. No, marijuana is not a gateway (laughs) drug. The Institute of Medicine study makes that clear. What they do point out is that the prohibition aspect... Uh, is and the because gateway. marijuana is prevalent and people want to do it and it is prohibited, it is as a result a gateway drug. Now, I don't I'm not think it's s- fair to call it that because it, it is because they like, made it that way. It's only a gateway drug in the sense that um, because it's all underground, your pot dealer may be the same guy that can sell you cocaine. So you're kind of you could be introduced to it that way, but that is a creation of the government. Right. That, the that government has pro- made it a gateway drug. No, I unfortunately, say that, I think that's the wrong terminology to say it's a gateway drug makes it sound as though that by smoking marijuana you are likely to do these other things and that's not true by it has acquiring marijuana, marijuana you're likely to hang out with crowds right. that are so dealing the gateway these things is the association the gateway yeah. is the circumstance sure the, the fact that you're operating in the black market and you're close to pushers that are interested in getting you hooked on something maybe a little more marijuana addictive. in and of itself would do nothing more than caffeine would to right. make to be a gateway so drug it is so it's not a gateway ludicrous. drug well, marijuana so in and of itself is I'm not calling it that. I'm saying that the government has created it that way. The government has made it that way. If the government made alcohol illegal, alcohol would be a gateway drug. I don't think you should accept that terminology. For, then what for is a gateway it. drug? 
then there's no right. such thing as a gateway right. drug, right? That's what the Institute so if, of Medicine has, has said about marijuana. No, no, I'm not saying about marijuana. I'm saying about anything. Then there's no such thing as a gateway drug. I don't believe there is. I don't believe that there is a gateway drug in and of itself. It's the illegality that creates the phenomenon of gateway drugs. Right. I think we've under. I think we've made that clear. I just don't think you should continue using that terminology. I'll continue using whatever terminology I wish. Great. Go on. You do that, Mark. It's the government's terminology, so it's sad if you continue using that because it's basically you playing into their. The propaganda. government creates its own problems. That's what they do. They break your right. legs and give you a crutch. So don't keep playing with their terms and make your own. Uh, anyway, back to uh, the news here from naturalnews.com. The Institute of Medicine claimed also, quote, scientific data in- indicate the potential therapeutic value of cannabinoid drugs, primarily THC, for pain relief, control of nausea and vomiting, and appetite stimulation. And this is 12 years ago that they said that. There have been far more studies recently, including studies that have found that cannabinoids help reduce inflammation prevent dementia, and even kill cancer cells. Now, perhaps that's why the federal government, the very same federal government that has denounced marijuana as dangerous and medically useless, filed a patent on all medical uses of cannabis. <laughs> the patent states that cannabinoids are, quote, useful in the treatment of prophylaxis of wide variety of oxidation-associated diseases such as ischemic, age-related, inflammatory, and autoimmune diseases. The patent goes on to state that marijuana is neuroprotective and that it limits neurological damage, such as stroke or trauma, or in the treatment of neurodegenerative diseases, such as Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, and HIV dementia. A recent report in Time magazine also explains the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued an investigational new drug application in 2006 for Sativex, an inhalable marijuana-derived drug that contains both THC and CBD, the two main active ingredients in marijuana. Apparently, a supposedly dangerous drug with no therapeutic value suddenly has potential value once a drug company has found a way to steal and patent it. So much for the idea that marijuana is both medically useless and harmful. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts, certainly welcome. Let's go to your uh, calls and talk to Aaron listening in Ohio. Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Jason, and Mark. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Aaron? Well, I have a a story, uh, a report about a police incident I heard about that happened about a month ago. And I don't think you guys talked about it on the air, or at least I couldn't find uh, anything in the archives you talk about. It's about a... Uh, a police incident in Miami Beach. Okay, I'm sure there are plenty of them. Are you talking about the guy, the guy that got blasted in his car by like hundred shots? Yeah, yeah, we did oh. uh, we did cover that. Uh, on it was a show. shocking story, and then what what the video? I'm, I'm, uh, my my memory is escaping me on this. Uh, they pulled but, a gun on a man with a video camera. Yeah, the, the, the guy vicinity. had a uh, camera, and uh, they just pulled the gu- pulled a gun on the dude, and he managed to slip the SD card out of his camera That's into right. his mouth, and then got the video out. And it just shows what uh, you know blatant uh, criminals these cops can be. Aaron, I don't know where you're going with that, but if you want, you can stick with us and uh, tell us what your thoughts were at 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Plenty of time for you and whatever's on your mind. That's why we call this show Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. More Free Talk Live coming up. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... 
TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want, toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Jason. And Mark. All right. So, uh, oh, by the way, speaking of the features on the site, we've got a mobile site. So if you've got a smartphone, you want to get quick access to our live streams and and, or podcast, go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value has been trending upward with time. You can learn more by visiting weusecoins.org. It's weusecoins.org. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number. We go back to Aaron in Ohio. Aaron, you're back on Free Talk Live. Are you with us? Yes, I am. All right, so you were bringing up an incident in uh, Miami Beach recently where the police had, uh, I I don't even know what it was regarding, but they used way uh, too much force. Uh, They shot a man who was sitting in his car, as I recall, multiple times, uh, somewhere around 70 to 100 times, I think is what it was. And they, at that point, uh, there was somebody who was recording a lot of the scene. They sent a couple agents up to harass him, and one of them pulled a gun on uh, the the guy that was recording the scene. And that's what you were referring to. So go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, it seems that yeah, it seems a part of the story is that the guy that they were shooting at, the guy they shot at, they had a cop because he had run apparently ran over a cop injuring him, and basically they caught him. The cops caught up to him with his car, and they basically just opened fire on the guy. Ah, that explains him. that then, because that's typical with the police. As soon as yeah. as soon as the, as soon as somebody injures a cop, uh, it's you might as well it's curtains for you. I mean, yeah, because it's, it's an execution, not yeah, a, not a trial. There's so, no not even a chance you're going to face a jury. So you have just a bunch of angry men with guns and badges trying to get vengeance and immunity. And definitely immunity. Because they know that there's no way. Hey, you know, if we let these guys get away with hurting one of our own, then it's just going to happen more and more often. We got to nip this in the bud. We got to make an example of these people. A hundred bullets. That's the example? (laughs) It's an example, right? I mean, by the sound of that, it sounds like somebody had to pull out their clip and put another one in and keep going, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe. that's a lot of bullets. How many cops were involved in this? I don't even remember. It's a fair amount from what I understand. Aaron, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, the fact that, yeah, these cops basically shooting this guy for basically injuring another cop, I feel like it's like like something out of Grand Theft Auto or something. It just seems ridiculous to me. And the fact of it is is that they even, according to what I've read, is that they also hit a few civilians, too. Mm, Boy, lovely. With the the bullets? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell us how injured the officer actually was? Uh, no, they just from what, one the one report says that he basically injured him. I, I don't know how much he injured. I don't. It didn't say anything about death, so that doesn't seem to be the case here. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks and for uh, bringing that up. Was there something else you wanted to share? Yeah, I mean, pretty much I just wanted to say, like, like the fact is that this guy who basically hid the memory card mouse, not only was was he very sm- was he uh, very intelligent for doing it, but the fact that he 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 uh, basically, uh, in my mind, is a hero in a sort of ways, and he was able to sneak this video past the police and put it up on YouTube for others to see. I mean, it just really ex- exposes the police for that whole. And they say protect and serve. There's no, I don't see any protecting serving. All they see is a cop pointing a gun to someone's head for recording them uh, being. Yep. Uh, overly violent. That's certainly not how you treat should treat your uh, boss. If that's the idea that they're protecting and serving, then that person would have been the person paying their salary. And I don't know about you, but if a waiter did that to me while I was, uh, you know, at a at a restaurant, I would be a pretty, I'd be pretty upset about that. Or if my, you know, pool cleaner uh, decided to hold me at gunpoint for some reason, I just well, it sounds to me like the uh, the driver of the car, at least as the story goes here, it seems seems likely that he create he committed an offense against an officer by hitting that officer with his car. Mm, now, allegedly, likely he was trying to get away. As opposed to, you know, and, and it, it's not like this has never been done before, where a cop gets in front of a car in order to prevent that car from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, departing. And I understand why he would do that. But let's not put it in the realm of he tried to assassinate a police officer, right. because it's really not that. I mean, But if you try to do that, they will uh, execute you, too. We don't know the background of the story. I mean, cops are always, uh, are very often in the middle of roads, maybe directing traffic or something. And, you know, maybe the guy uh, brushed against him. I don't know how severe the injuries are but angered the cop and then a bunch of other cops uh you know crack down and we'll never know because now the guy's dead and so we'll never know if he actually did uh, you know run into the cop or if he just you know flipped the cop the bird and the cop was pissed off about it i mean who knows yeah, whatever the offense is it's not worth a hundred bullets well no. i suppose one could make the claim that if he was pulling out a 44 magnum anaconda in order to uh you know uh, p- cop uh you know uh, pop a, a cop there in one of the windows or something that at that point each of them would pull out their weapon and begin firing but you know you would have to see something like that and the video doesn't show anything like that as i recall thanks aaron for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 and i share the same concerns i for one would like to have police officers that actually protected and served i, I think that's a fine idea and if you I actually, think a lot of them go in for that purpose. Right. I mean, you can go and pull up the uh, the statement of ethics or whatever they call it. Each department probably calls it something different. Mission statement, statement of ethics, etc. Uh, they have uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire, they have this departmental statement on the wall, and it's up on their website as well. But if you go into their their lobby, it's framed. It's up on the wall, so it's it appears as though it's important to them. And when you actually read the text of this, and I think I'm going to do this at my trial uh, coming up here, I'm going to trial for standing in front of the police. Uh, they're standing in front of their cars as they were trying to kidnap a young lady from the park. Didn't last they bump year. you with the car, or bump somebody who stood? They in front ran of the car? into me uh, with the car. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, did you pull out a gun and shoot him a hundred times? No, I didn't. No. I just want to make sure. No. Uh, so anyway, I, I do plan on maybe bringing the department's uh, statement of ethics in, printing it out, having one of the police officers going ahead and, and reading portions of it uh, to the jury and then asking them how it is that what they were doing that day uh, aligns with that statement of ethics. Because it, it talks about protecting people and it talks about – like there's really nice language in there about keeping the peace and you know and helping folks. And if you just read their ethics statement, you'd think, man, this is just the best group of folks and they're out there to – really do a good job and boy thank goodness we've got them here protecting and serving but when you actually look at and you observe at what they actually do 
then you get a different uh, perspective. Like, for instance, when they threatened an entire crowd of people uh, that was completely peaceful with pepper spray the other day. Yeah. Just as an example of one of the things that they've uh, that they've done just within the last week. I've seen them bring machine guns out, you know. Yep. When there's uh, too many people, when they feel like uh, they don't have uh, the numbers. I was actually surprised they didn't bring the machine gun out to the park. Seems like they use whatever uh, excuse they can to pull out some of their toys mm-hmm. and uh, threaten people with them. But the other thing is, if the police are misbehaving, you can't really do anything about it besides complain. Right, and that's really it. I mean, yeah. they've, they've even ruled at this point that, it, you know, if you have a problem with what the cops do, you know, file a complaint, bring a lawsuit. That's all you can do. You need to do what the nice officer says. If he says, uh, you know, take down your pants, you take down your pants. You do whatever the cop says. Yeah, if you don't take down your pants, then it's obstructing justice or it, something it, it, like uh, that. That's, that is basically the rulings as they have been um, given down from the courts on high. But in a lot of police departments, there are no forms to fill out. They'll say, yeah, oh, you have right. a complaint? Go, come behind this door, this locked door, and you're going to talk to one of the officers. Who may or may not be the one you're complaining against right or it's certainly somebody who knows the one you're complaining against especially if you're dealing with a smaller department mm-hmm. let's continue with eddie listening in dc uh, eddie free you're on free talk live with ian jason and mark hey guys hey, what's, um, what's on your mind tonight hey eddie well, hey jason hey mark um <laughs> listen, you know, i was talking about marijuana being an, a gateway drug yeah so i mean i, I guess if marijuana teaches kids to smoke crack then i guess Lemonade stands teach them to sell crack. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyways, you you guys have talked about um, the... Is that the music there? You are very observant. Yes, we did talk about the lemonade uh, selling thing. I think that's what you're going to get into here. Lemonade stand day or whatever it's being called. Lemonade Freedom Day. Uh, So stick with us, Eddie. We'll bring you back. Eddie Free, the man behind the Jefferson Dance Party. Uh, he's with us, and uh, he's not just doing dancing. He's looking into the Lemonade Day thing. We'll talk about that on the way. It's pretty exciting. It's going to be nationwide on August 20th. More on the way. You can take control. Free Talk Live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us. On our website at freetalklive.com, we give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us over at Amazon. Now, the way you get into Amazon is by going through our portal. You'll find the link that is right for you over at shop.freetalklive.com. There are different links there, one for different Amazons, one in the U.S., one in the U.K., one in Germany, and Canada as well. So you can click into the appropriate Amazon for you, get your shopping taken care of, get stuff delivered right to your door with free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items, or even order used if you'd like. Uh, you can do it all through Amazon. Go through our link, though, over at shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. By the way, Free, uh, free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime, it's getting together with others who are like you. 
people that believe in freedom. Now, there are a lot of differences within the world of those who believe in freedom. Some people who believe in freedom are Christians. Some are atheists. Some are Quakers. uh, Some have no interest in religion uh, whatsoever. Uh, There's a lot of differing belief systems within the the world of liberty because, well, liberty is a big concept. The idea is you should be free to live your life how you want so long as you don't harm anybody else. It's not just big. It's all inclusive. Um, Everybody, you know, everybody's ideas, uh, you know, most people that consider themselves right or left or whatever, those the ideas of liberty will encompass much of what you believe. If you believe, however, that people should be enslaved to your will, it won't include that. Yeah, you're not the kind of person I want to hang around with. Well, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of education at that point. At that point, I still really want to hang around with you. I'd rather choose to be around people that are a little more compassionate towards their fellow human beings. But you're right, Mark. People can change. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but if you are on board already with the ideas of freedom and you feel maybe a little lonely where you are, feel like there's not much happening to advance freedom where you live, well, get the heck out of there and get up to New Hampshire where you can actually make a difference. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the reason why the three of us here behind the microphones are here. And, I mean, we wouldn't be here together if it weren't for the Free State Project. So, once again, freestateproject.org. 800-259-9231. Let's go back to Eddie Free in D.C., somebody who spent a little bit of time up here in New Hampshire recently as you'd come up for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And uh, every time I saw you, it looked like you were having a darn good time, Eddie. I was, but I'm still very lonely down here, so I'm going to have to make the move after this winter. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Let's do it. Congratulations in advance on that decision. So you were talking about the Lemonade Freedom Day, or at least I believe that's what you were hinting at before. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, that's it. You know, like we so often talk about on this show, uh, the state and how they're just encroaching in every aspect of our lives. You know, they're even shutting down children's lemonade stands because they don't have a permit. Yep. So... So um, it was actually started by, uh, this event was started by a a few other people that I had had spoken to, Michelle Seven, one of them, Robert Fernandez. And so they decided, well, you know, uh, we're going to do this uh, event on August 20th uh, across the country. And uh, so I went ahead and made an event uh, to just focus here in D.C. We're going to set up a lemonade stand uh, on the west lawn of the Capitol at 12 o'clock, August 20th. We're going to live stream through Jason Talley's uh, Talley TV. And uh, our friend Catherine Dill, um, I'm going to uh, video for Jason, I believe, and uh, and we're prepared to take it all the way. Um, and uh, uh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Point, point of clarification here: When you say we're prepared to take it all the way, uh, what does that mean? Well, uh, it means that this may turn into a civil disobedience event where we will not shut down, and uh, they may shackle us for selling lemonade. Now, hold on. Are you going to have kids involved in this one, or is this going to be an adult manned uh, or adult staffed lemonade stand? It's going to be an adult. Uh, oh, yeah. You are going to get arrested. <laughs> good night, Gracie. There's a good. Ch- I would say odds are good in Washington D.C. selling lemonade because you're not going to be taking donations. I presume you're going to be selling it uh, in a public park uh, location. It won't probably won't take too long for the park police to uh, to pay you a visit. Yeah, we, we we set the event for three hours, but uh, you know, just like the Jefferson, they tend to crack down pretty quick. Hmm. 
Now, I believe that uh, Fernandez was on uh, Free Talk Live maybe last week talking about this, and he, he said that uh, the, the children will be the ones that start selling it. But if they are told not to, then the children would stop, and I think that's when the adults would continue the uh, lemonade uh, operation, which sounds reasonable to me. Well, I think it just depends. I think it just depends on who's who's doing it. There's no, as I understood it, uh, there wasn't any kind of dicta coming down from LemonadeFreedom.com. Uh, if you've got kids, in a lot of cases, you're not. Some parents aren't willing to take much risk at all. Uh, but the ones that are willing to risk it probably will just back down. Period. If the police come, because they don't want to be arrested. If they get arrested, there's a chance their kids will be taken from them anyway. Um, but at the same time, others understand that by having their kids being the ones that sell the lemonade, it's very unlikely the police are actually going to come arrest those kids. So I think leaving, if you're willing to take the risk of having your kids do civil disobedience in the first place, I think having them go all the way is personally the way to do it. But then again. I don't have kids. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people are protective of their kids and for good reason. And cops over and over again have proven themselves to be violent uh, and they're, uh, you know, they're armed with the various things. So I I just hope people keep the children safe. Well, they could suggest uh, that, you know, to, uh, you know, whatever health and human services or child protective agency, that these are bad parents Mm -hmm. because they are, uh, you know, instructing their children to not respect the state properly and then take the kids away and put them in foster homes where, you know, God knows what can happen. Theoretically, that could that could occur. All for just selling lemonade. Right. Eddie? Well, that's the thing, you know, we're leaving that open for the parents to decide, right. um, you know, and for everyone to decide. It's just like what we did at the uh, TJ dance party, you know, we encourage folks to come out if they want to participate in the civil disobedience, then great. Uh, if they just want to stand by and support, videotape, uh, chronicling uh, the, the police's actions on us. And so, yeah, we're just leaving it kind of wide open that way. Cool, man. Well, definitely let us know how it goes. I imagine you will be well prepared with uh, multiple video cameras on the scene, the ability to go live to the internet, like via quick.com, qik.com. I imagine you've got all that stuff uh, in the plans. We do. We've got it all lined out. Fantastic. So, lemonadefreedom.com, as I understand it, is the place to go to generally get information about this, but uh, is there somewhere where folks in D.C. might be able to uh, to check out more about what you're doing? Yeah, I, I did open up a uh, Facebook event page, and it's it's called the same. It's Lemonade Freedom Day, comma Washington D.C. J- just to differentiate. Eddie, good luck, man, and thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and look forward to seeing you in New Hampshire again someday because it's going to get it's got to be really tiring to keep bashing your head up against the uh, the brick wall of the state that is Washington D.C. I'm really glad that uh, he's moving to the Shire. I worked with him recently on the Jefferson Dance Party stuff, yeah. and uh, he, he's just a, a great guy to work with. Um, you know, really cares about putting these ideas into action. Uh, and so he orchestrated the uh, the Jefferson Dance Party that uh, where hundreds of people ultimately uh, danced and committed civil disobedience. He also comes across as a really positive dude. Like he's Absolutely. not he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. He's not angry, uh, and I think that's that's a good thing. I yeah. think you'll fit you, in nicely here. You can you imagine how frustrating it is? I mean, Jason, you can imagine how frustrating it is living in Washington D.C., where the vast majority of people there make their money off of the stolen uh, fruits of the labors of uh, the American citizens. As I understand it, they haven't even felt the housing bubble that's gone around the nation. Many of them don't understand the economic 
troubles that are facing uh, the United States, uh, you know, many of the people in the United States, they're, they're so out of touch. All I can say about, uh, you know, I lived in Washington, D.C. for several years. Uh, that's where I met Pete Ayer. And uh, there is a, uh, a, a tight libertarian community that's in Washington, D.C. I'll bet. Libertarians hang out together and, you know, uh, because they don't want to necessarily hang out with um, all the other statist elements. But uh, Pete and I would watch videos of what was happening uh, in New Hampshire, and we're like, no, those are our kind of people up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, Pete and I are here today with you guys. Great. Absolutely right. And it's good to have you here. And of course, the more people get here, the sooner they get here, the better things are going to be in the long run. It's so distressing to me to look around and see news happening with liberty activists in other places, watching them go up against the behemoth that is the state. And there's a you know a terrible state here in New Hampshire as well. It just happens to be a little less terrible in some ways than some of the other states. Uh, but it's just so sad. You look at Mark Schmitter down in uh, Orlando, Florida. He's in jail. 150 days for passing out pamphlets. He's yeah. in jail right now. I mean, they're yeah. hoping to appeal and maybe get him out on a bond for the appeal. You know, 60-year-old him- veteran. I mean, it's not like, right. you know, Whereas it's crazy. In New Hampshire, you can have signs. You can pass literature to jurors twice, three times. Yes. Yeah. Nobody even blinks an eye at it. Right. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. Not only that, you can actually bring up voting your conscience in court. I've seen it happen. Uh, more on the way here, and that in many places is unheard of. Our two's next. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there for free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Jason. And Mark. Jason Talley here, courtesy of the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. So, I don't really much care for the term libertarian uh, these days because I think it's kind of been poisoned uh, by certain people who call themselves libertarians but then don't exactly do libertarian things or say libertarian things. But nonetheless, uh, the, the, the word is still out there. It is uh, relatively more popular today than it was a decade ago. And the ideas, of course, are what are important to me. The, the concepts of liberty are what are critical more so than the words themselves, than the, the, the terminology. And there's a, a post here over the Advocates for Self-Government. They send out an excellent uh, bi-weekly – wait, bi-weekly? Is that every two weeks? That is yes. every two weeks. Uh, they sent out a bi-weekly newsletter called The Liberator Online, which they claim is the most subscribed to 
libertarian email in the entire world. And I think it's a fine, fine email. Uh, there's always useful tips and information and communications uh, techniques in there. Uh, Dr. Mary Ruart, who I'm a fa- quite a fan of, writes a column for the publication where she gives uh, what she calls short answers to tough questions. So it's a, it really is a useful uh, email, and you can go sign up for it over at theadvocates.org should you like to receive it. But in a recent issue, uh, there's a a post here by James Harris, and he's updating us on a poll. And I think we've talked about this poll in the past. It's a CNN poll that they've been doing since 1993. And he describes it as an exciting new poll that finds that Americans are increasingly embracing libertarian ideas. This is, uh, you know, the, the, all the polls seem to show this. And if you talk to sort of the insiders out there, the uh, basically the more libertarian you, uh, the, the libertarian ideas are what America and the world is moving towards, albeit slowly, on a plodding path. And you're, you're talking about the populace, not the politicians by any stretch of the imagination politicians do not benefit from the ideas of liberty government and liberty are antithetical to each other um not entirely but uh the mostly vastly since 1993 cnn has been asking respondents the following two questions in order to gauge americans inclination toward libertarianism quote Some people think the government is trying to do too many things that should be left to individuals and businesses. Others think that government should do more to solve our country's problems. Which comes closer to your own view? That's the first question. And then the second question is, some people think that the government should promote traditional values in our society. Others think the government should not favor any particular set of values. Which comes closer to your own view? So, as you might have already figured out, the liberty-oriented answers would be the first and then the second, meaning uh, the liberty-oriented individuals would agree that the government is trying to do too many things that should be left to individuals and businesses, and that government should not favor any particular set of values. Libertarian-inclined people. Uh, he's, now, I've seen other polls uh, that are like this. Uh, you know, that, For instance, uh, there was one where it said, are you fiscally conservative and socially, socially liberal? liberal? And mm-hmm. I believe that the number was 70, 70% of people responded uh, that they agreed with that statement. That they consider- I don't remember that. That's interesting. That's quite some time ago. We read it. But uh, actually, the number dropped by, I think it was 15 or 25%. It's been some time. If you change the term to libertarian. If you right? use the term libertarian in asking the, <laughs> the question. Well, because people don't know what that that they still don't know what that term means. I remember being in high school and being an anarcho commie and claiming you know be, claiming to be a libertarian when I wanted to say liberal. Now, admittedly, I was seventeen years old, and you know, there's mm-hmm. nothing dumber than a seventeen year old male. But um, the you know, I just that was that was a statement that I made. Now, as Harris points out, it's hardly a conclusive definition of libertarianism. It doesn't obviously include no. the non-aggression principle or any of the uh, the real uh, concepts behind the idea. But nonetheless, as a columnist over at Hot Air notes, it's an intriguing pairing of questions which strikes right at the heart of contemporary definitions of political ideology in terms of conservatives and liberals. If you comfortably classify yourself as a conservative, you're very likely to select the first answer to both questions. Liberals, on the other hand, will tend to pick the second answer in each. But it's the libertarians who tend to split that pair, taking the first answer to the first question and the second choice for the other And for years, the responses to both questions in the poll had been fairly steady. But the tide is turning, and fast. The latest poll conducted in June of this year found that the libertarian response suddenly is at an all-time high. 
Fully 63% of respondents said government was doing too much, up from 61% in 2010 and 52% in 2008. And 50% said that government should not favor any particular set of values, up from 44% in 2010 and 41% in 2008. Now, these are increases that are that are st- statistically significant. This yeah. isn't, you know, a little percentage point But if you look at uh, from 93 on up, you can see that the trends are going libertarian. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the, the trend isn't, isn't you know, it, it, it isn't a ski slope or anything like that, but it's not going to be. That's not the way public opinion works. I wonder why. Anybody have any theories? Uh, well, 2008, uh, there was a big jump after 2008. I'd, I'd say Ron Paul. Awesome. I'd say that people um, are, you know, <laughs> communications getting better over time. Well, right. And that's why Ron Paul made a splash was because of the internet. That and you know, people are find people want customer service. They know that they can get customer service in just about every area of their life, except when it comes to government. More and more people run into government in this area or that yep. area. And when you ask the question in this fashion, and you know, should the government get involved in more things? People think about that one instance where they had the run in with the government, like, oh no. No, I don't want to do it that. But um, you know, getting them to back out of things is uh, is is the real trick. Perhaps it's because the number of victims of the government keep piling up, and you know they that helps. Yeah, and they see all the harms, and maybe people are keeping track of. Okay, government keeps failing at this. They they're harming the economy. The, the you know the value of my money is going down. I mean, well, plus those victims you're talking about are more visible now mm-hmm. because of the internet than mm-hmm. ever before. Now you've got YouTube videos of police doing horror, horrific things so to many. people. And they spread, and they spread quickly, and right. The, I was, I you know, the first video you see of a cop, uh, of cop or cops doing violence on somebody, that's not going to be convincing. But as people see more and more videos, you, you can't write it off as a once in a while, right? Yeah. You know, and it's 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 not that I believe that every cop does this. I just believe that cops can do it and get away with it, mm-hmm. and so therefore you have an incentive for people when they're having a bad day, and you know, the more bad days you have the more you're going to have bad days you know this this is this is how people work and it's no wonder that they're trying to ban cameras i mean we're dealing with that in keen they're they're dealing we were talking about the uh the videographer who uh had his camera taken away and took away the sd card earlier i mean there's a war on cameras it seems they know that the camera is the biggest threat the camera combined with the internet because the camera wouldn't be as useful if you said a vhs tape you wouldn't be able to do anything with it uh but uh you know the the camera combined with the ability to distribute for next to zero cost with youtube for instance and other internet uh, distribution methods that's the real killer for their legitimacy because they've had this cloak of legitimacy on for the longest time where they've been able to get away with all kinds of violence because they've been doing it in relative secret and now we're showing them for who they really are and, and they don't like that. And more and more people are reaching for their video camera whenever they see uh, cops take any type of action, but yep. especially when it's aggressive action. The smartest thing you can do is, if you're, whether you're going to be an activist or not, is to have a video camera at your disposal at any point in time. If you've got a smartphone, you pretty much have one. Uh, if, you know, if you're going to an event, then bring a better camera if you, if you can plan in advance. Uh, but to just have something or to have a Freedom Cam uh, in your car from freedomcam.net, anything you can do to have a camera or at the very bare minimum an audio recording device with you uh, at all times is a, good, a little good insurance policy. That was my first excuse to get a smartphone because I was like, I don't want to get one of these smartphones. My phone's fine. But uh, when I heard about Quick.com, QIK.com, this service that is completely free that you install on your phone, it'll actually allow you to stream video to the internet uh, as long as you've got a data connection. And if you don't have a data connection at the time, it records the video and then will upload the 
upload the video when you get into a data connection. So as soon as possible, it gets that online. Uh, when I heard about that, I thought, boy, for the extra 40 Gotta bucks a it. month, that's a worthwhile insurance policy. I'm getting that, and I'm so glad I did. 800-259-9231. But then again, I'm you know pretty involved in the activism scene, so it makes sense. 800-259-9231. You bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or Newegg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so head over there, enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, that's not a problem. They're all there for you. In fact, they go all the way back to late 2006, all free, freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters, in state or federal courts, costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com. Download the free tools they have there for you, the free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletter. Use the free legal dictionary. Watch the free videos. Then buy the course. Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out to let them know that you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. So we're sharing a few uh, in, little bits of information here from the Advocates for Self-Government's newsletter where they're saying that according to a poll that CNN's been doing since the early 90s, uh, more and more people are responding to questions that uh, that essentially label them as libertarian, as people that understand that you know maybe they should people should be left alone to live life how they want as long as they don't hurt anybody else. Pretty radical idea. Well, it turns out more and more Americans are accepting of that idea. Uh, significant, like statistically significant changes in just the last uh, three or four years. And uh, let's see, it's uh, the, the New York Times had this to say about it: Libertarianism has been touted as the wave of America's political future for many years, generally with more enthusiasm enthusiasm than evidence, but there are some tangible signs that Americans' attitudes are in fact moving in that direction. Now, whether people are as libertarian-minded in practice as they might believe themselves to be when they answer survey questions is another matter. Still, there have been visible shifts in public opinion on a number of issues, ranging from increasing tolerance for same-sex marriage and marijuana legalization on one hand to skepticism over stimulus packages and the health care overhaul on the other hand. And that can be interpreted as a move toward more libertarian views. And even now, of course, you look at Ron Paul's campaign. Uh, you look at how he's being treated here in 2011 as compared to how he was treated uh, four years ago in 2007. And there's a lot more respect being given Ron Paul this time around. Right. He's the libertarian that is allowed in the debates as opposed to Gary Johnson, who's the libertarian who's not allowed in the debates this year. So. Yeah. 
I'll take whatever we can get. Let's go do your calls, your thoughts. Lindsay is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Lindsay. Yeah, hi, Ian, uh, Mark, and Jason. Yes, what's on your mind tonight, Lindsay? Well, I wanted to share with everyone um, just some of my personal experiences as a free stater. I've been here about two years now. Okay. Uh, I came in as a tag-along. I was a wife to a husband, and uh, he kind of went more radical than I did, and I've been trying to make it here on my own as a single woman. Um, I called last fall. I remember talking to y'all. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Free Stater is somebody who uh, makes the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, one who right. is in search of uh, more liberty in one's lifetime and uh, wants to get together with others who think like that. Yes. So that wasn't really um, my passion. It was, uh, you know, okay, I'll go with you. But you yeah. you stuck around after uh, what appears to be some sort of breakup, the, right? And um, I live in an RV in Grafton, um, trying to make that work. It's definitely a challenge. Um, I kind of fell into some inspection tickets last year uh, for not having my car inspected. You know, moving to New Hampshire, get new tickets, and then all of a sudden it was my birthday and I had to have it inspected and. Uh, with the support of my new free state or friends, you know, I went to the courthouse and, and I made them tell me why they were, they were going to find me this money. Mm-hmm. Um, Did and, that change uh, anything? No, okay. it didn't. It, it was it was a very interesting um, um, uh, series of events. And, and you, ultimately, up, you ultimately paid I, your fine in pennies, right? Correct. It was actually a box of nickels and pennies um, that I tried the Mm -hmm. first time. The clerk denied it, and she made me go back into the courtroom with my box of coins. And the judge, you know, he was very mad at me at that point. You know, he's like, I'm not going to accept this. And I I said, well, I'm I'm here to pay. This is money. I'm trying to pay you. Um, And and I was there trying to film, and that's yet another place I was banned from filming. Yeah, he charged me with contempt of court and set a, a date and everything, skipped the arraignment. You were um, charged with contempt of court for attempting to actually pay the fine? In pennies, right. He right. told me I was supposed to go get it rolled and bring it back to them, at least rolled, you know, go to any bank. Well, this was after he said, no, you have to pay, you know, yeah, whatever. You have to pay and you have to pay now. So I was... I was not happy with him, and I brought back, you know, coins and said, here's your money, Judge. Um, This was a year ago. Uh, So he charged me with contempt and everything, and I was um, trying to prepare for that when I got a a response from the courthouse saying that the prosecutor was not going to continue with the case. Meaning not going to continue with the contempt case? Right. Okay. The you know he said never mind. Um, Interesting. There's no case here, but you still have to pay. <laughs> oh, so you haven't made your payment because that was all pending. No, I did pay them. Um, okay. uh, oh, what I did, I think I ended up paying them, um, and then I had a case uh, for a third inspection ticket where I challenged it and went into court like a week later. So after all this penny stuff (laughs) happened and I finally, okay, fine, I gave them money, I believe is what happened. Um, Then I had, oh, no, was that one? Once they know they can get get money out of you, then uh, that's usually a time when they keep picking on you. 
I paid in pennies. Don't you all remember this? Russell came out. Sure, sure. No, um, you were just telling us that you paid in, uh, yes, you paid yes, in yes. pennies. But what I'm saying is... No, they... I did. They sent me a letter back that said that if I intended to pay in coins, then I had to be willing to prove that it was, in fact, $142. And so you uh, counted them in front of the window. That's right. That's right. You so counted the pennies out one by one? All the pennies. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, my and goodness. But how long did that take? Prove it? That, that seems no, like the only way you could really prove it. Right. Well, I had all the coins in my car, and I think nine activists came out and loaded the, the, the pennies in their pockets and went through the security gate oh, at, in the, <laughs> the courthouse. You know, emptying that pockets. could be a weapon. I mean, if you were to take pennies and put them in like the uh, the bottom of oh, a sock absolutely. or something, and they swing didn't that around. Know what to do with themselves? It's still legal currency. Legal it is tender. legal tender. Absolutely. That is true. So, uh, so where is all right. this going? Were you just going to recap uh, your penny story, yeah. or no, no, no? I was I was trying to tell you like how far I've come since then um, as as a person and and what it's like. Like I was pulled over uh, when I was on my way home from Porkfest. I was actually going straight from Porkfest to um, work and I got a speeding ticket. Well, there's no doubt that being around uh, more liberty-minded people encourages further uh, disobedience and non-cooperation and more creative ways to uh, to deal with the aggression of the state. And, Lindsay, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. There's no end to the stories. I mean, there's so many different things that so many people have done up here. It is very decentralized. It's impossible to catalog it all. More coming up. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com lc9. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. We've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you, W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. You can go and edit virtually anything you see, wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. SACL CAI, uh, they have a, a kind of accounts receivable company that really can handle all kinds of things for your business. This isn't just a collections company. Um, they do uh, you know, account management of all sorts. You can go and see their website by going to freetalklive.com. Click on the banner. It's on the top of the, uh, top of the right-hand row there. It's SACL CAI. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. And there's, of course, a lot in the news worthy of discussion, including nudity. Now, this isn't something that you hear about too often in the news because, well, nudists are fairly reclusive for obvious reasons. They're naked. Uh, Yeah, they're naked. (laughs) And a lot of people in America, they don't like that very much. They think they equate nudity with sexuality, which, of course, if you've ever 
seen pictures from a nudist camp. I don't know why anyone not much sexual would going think on that, there. <laughs> that's sexual, uh, but uh, nonetheless, people have a real uh, problem. Some people have a real problem with the naked human form. And as a result of those uh, people that are also upset about it, nudists have been banned in California on San Onofre's Trail. Uh, according to the story over at the Orange County Register, uh, nudists banned from San Onfre, Onofre's Trail 6 say they are being harassed by state park rangers as they try to find new spots to sunbathe in the buff, including a beach at Camp Pendleton. It's been nearly two years since the state won a legal battle to ban nudity at Trail 6, a favorite nude sunbathing spot for decades. However, some of the nudists aren't complying with the ban. Instead, they're pushing back, sunbathing in the nude in the state park and trespassing on an abutting beach on Camp Pendleton, which is some sort of a military base. Apparently, there is no federal law banning the, uh, the nudity on that military base, but it is against the law to trespass without authorization. Nudists say state officials are increasingly following them onto federal land and spying on them, telling to put on their uh, telling them to put on their clothes and leave. I, I'd like to point out that uh, you know when you're talking about military bases, these things can be expansive, mm-hmm. just incredibly large. Uh, a lot of Americans, I guess, they sort of imagine Gomer Pyle with the uh, sort of those sort of, sort of half circle uh, buildings where they all the, you know, that, that, that somehow this these things are covered in buildings and that you're getting somewhere near something that's classified or something like that. If if trees and dirt and rocks are classified, then there might be a problem. But, you know, this beach, yeah. probably not in, in anywhere near anything that matters at all from and, a strategic standpoint. And why do you have a military base on a beautiful beach that people want to hang out in and, you know, restrict it? I mean, what are they doing? Dropping bombs on that beach or mining it? Probably neither. Yeah. Uh, hopefully there's no mined beaches or, in America. Or practicing beach invasions on it? Could be. Know. According to San Clemente resident John Squisiani, uh, he says, uh, you have rangers hiding within rocks, in trees, with cameras trying to take pictures. This is more than childish. This is harassment. State officials dispute the allegations and say they're just enforcing an anti-nudity law, citing those who are breaking the law. Rich Hayden, by the way, who've been doing this for decades. Remember, this beach... Uh, this uh, this area that they've now banned uh, people from being nude on has been nude friendly for decades, and now all of a sudden they've changed it. And, well, we're just doing our jobs. Well, uh, I mean, you know, they, <laughs> I think changes do tend to come all of a sudden, and I suppose that that uh, you know makes some sort of sense. I'm not saying that that it should be banned or not be banned. I mean, this is government land. Government's going to do what it wants to do on its own land. Uh, you know, that's just kind of how these things go. Uh, it's sad. People should have nudists should have places that they can go, but you can't. How can you buy a piece of beach? Good. It's luck. almost impossible. Sell them a piece of beach. Sell them this little fort, whatever, Pendleton Beach uh, thing so that they can do their stuff there. That's where they want to do it. The nudists also claim that state rangers have orchestrated an effort to get rid of their group in the San Onfre area by recruiting military officials from Camp Pendleton to aid in the crackdown. The most recent altercation occurred a couple of weeks back when Camp Pendleton officials called state rangers for help clearing their beach of some of the nude sunbathers. Andy Pollock, a 63-year-old naturist and San Clemente resident, said a Marine grabbed his camera. I thought I was going to say grab something else uh and deleted video footage of the incident which isn't uncommon while state and camp pendleton officials provide mutual aid to each other from time to time officials say there isn't a formal agreement between the two agencies 
A Huntington Beach attorney who spearheaded the unsuccessful legal fight to keep the clothing optional beach said that the Naturist Action Committee doesn't condone naturists trespassing into Camp Pendleton, but he understands that many feel they've been pushed to beaches on the federal side to avoid the state rangers. We agree that people shouldn't be going down the Marine base. People don't want them there, and that's fine. But as a patriotic American, when the government does something we don't like, we have a duty to push back. That goes right to the Declaration of Independence, the redress of grievances, and that's why we are pushing back. And I say good for them. Sounds great to me, yeah. I mean, if I had to pick a side, whether it's going to be a bunch of nude sunbathers or military operations on that beach, I'll go with the sunbathers. Absolutely. I guess I'm wondering how uh, you feel about this. I mean, are, do you think that it is something that should be banned? Is Do you get all upset about somebody being naked in public? Are you one of those people? Are you one of those people that looks around, you see somebody naked, and you, you, what, you call the police? Well, there's the dis- children. disturbing places to be naked. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Well, like, what about walking down the street? What that about, would be disturbing. Why? Why, why is it disturbing? Because it's, it's odd behavior. Oh, I see. So being different is disturbing? Not having pants on and being different is just definitely disturbing, yes. Well, it, it would cause quite the ruckus, I would think, yeah. if somebody started walking down the street naked. Well, I don't understand. Ian wants I, a world where people can copulate in public. That's no, what he wants. I, I, I'm not interested in copulating in public, and I'm not interested in walking naked down the street either. But I don't find it disturbing if somebody wants to walk I, naked down the street. I think there's some interesting stories about people doing sort of nude protests. There's that nude bike ride. I think it's out in uh, Oregon someplace or mm-hmm. something like that it's interesting there was that the naked guy in berkeley that would walk around from class to class naked um there was uh, a situation uh, well uh, brattleboro vermont had uh, no laws against nudity and people would you know sometimes hang out topless or right. nude downtown these are interesting stories but uh, you know it's I, it, it, you know it's it's strange behavior before i allow, allow anybody to see me naked i have them sign a non-disclosure statement yeah. so i <laughs> You know, going to see me naked on the street. It's not a soon. right that I'm interested in protecting for myself. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231, 800-259-9231. And the article actually is fairly lengthy. It, it goes on, gets into uh, a lot of detail about uh, you know p- people and uh, what's happening down there and why it is that the state can't do anything on federal land and so on and so forth. But nonetheless, these nudists are pretty upset that they are no longer able to enjoy the beach that they've been enjoying for decades as though, you know, what's the point here? What, what was it that the people were saying when they were trying to make this change, when they were pushing uh, to change this? Are there generations of uh, people that have been just scalded uh, mentally for life by the fact that when they were 10 years old, they saw some man's penis? Uh, when they were on the beach? Probably not, but I'm sure they used the children as an excuse. But what about all the children that have been to the beach in the last several decades? That's what I'm asking. I mean, are there a bunch of people that are just completely have their lives ruined because they've seen somebody naked? Of course not. Everybody's okay. Everything's fine. Right. Nudity isn't sexuality. I'll concur with you on that. Um, you know, I mean, there's some people that uh, are more scarring than others to would, see naked, though. Would it be disturbing, since you're talking about disturb, disruptions and whatever, would it be disturbing to you to go onto a beach and see someone naked there? I think that beaches are a more uh, appropriate place for nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, around the world, it's, uh, you know, much more common. Certainly toplessness. Uh, you know, to, to me, toplessness is, uh, you know, it's, it's not that big of a de- deal on the beach. But, uh, you know, if you're doing it around town, you're going to get a lot, you're going to get stairs and you're going to have people you know react in a whole bunch of different ways 
The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. You can share your thoughts. I just think that people are just so Puritan. I mean, it's just the Puritan past that is still infecting people today. If people would just get over their damn selves, then it wouldn't be a big deal if somebody's walking down the street topless or bottomless. 800-259-9231. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, especially if you get upset when you see someone who's naked. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website as well. We have a lot of features there, and we give them to you. Uh, so enjoy over at freetalklive.com. Uh, you can uh, actually support the show if you'd like by becoming an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card via PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right through our website. Amp.freetalklive.com makes a big difference for us, and it's just a little bit of money for you, like the cost of a hamburger, cup of coffee, one of those fancy coffee drinks. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. There's actually a little bit more here. I skipped down through some of this fairly lengthy article out of the Orange County Register about how there's one particular beach in California which for decades – had been nudity friendly, and now all of a sudden there's some sort of a, ba- a battle. Excuse me, there is a, a state one legal battle that has banned nudity at what they call Trail Six in San Onofre, where now park rangers have been apparently harassing nudists. Now that it is now illegal, they're they're cracking down as hard as they can because people have been sunbathing here and being naked on the beach for decades, and they don't want to give it up. They like their little spot, and they so they keep coming out to it. Uh, and so now you've got, as they describe it, park rangers hiding out in bushes and trees and uh, behind rocks trying to take pictures of people in the buff, uh, so I, purportedly so they can have evidence to prosecute them. So on, that, uh, to the, on the topic of prosecutions here, according to the government bureaucrats, one of them said that, well, the nudity ban has had a positive effect for the state beach. He says there have been no citations for lewd and lascivious acts since the rangers started writing citations for nudity. <laughs> There have been no citations for lewd and lascivious acts since I don't, I don't quite understand. Are they suggesting, uh, cause I have heard of situations where, uh, for instance, gays will frequent, um, you know, these nude beaches and things like that, and they'll use them as a sort of a hangout spot. They'll go out in the bushes and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, you know, it's like, like a swingers club, essentially, without maybe the couples. I don't know. Um, I have heard of situations like that. Is that what they're suggesting? It certainly makes it sound like it, right? I mean, when they say lewd or lascivious, it makes it sound like somebody's touching themselves in an inappropriate manner or there's some sort of sexual thing happening. And, of course, we all know that government agents of enforcement do not necessarily use the most honest of tactics. So 
what I hear this saying is that they're trying to spin this. They're saying, well, we used to give out all these tickets for lewd and lascivious acts. Now we're ticketing everybody for nudity. That's better because it means there are no lewd and lascivious acts. But I'm betting you that the reason they were ticketing people for lewd and lascivious acts is because they wanted to harass the nudists uh, before it was banned. Right? So nudity wasn't illegal, so they couldn't ticket anybody for being nude. So they'd make up some crap about how, oh, well, that's lascivious. It's, it's a smear. Yeah, you're, you're being lewd. You're under arrest. Wait, what? I wasn't doing I was itching myself. You know, <laughs> Who knows what they called or what they considered lewd and lascivious? It seems to me, my guess is, knowing how state agents behave, they were targeting the nudists before they could legally target them for being nude. And that's all they're saying now is, well, now we can get them for being nude so we don't have to make up this crap. Essentially, you know, it's the equivalent of them tar- you know, getting all the nudists for Could disorderly be. conduct before, but now that they actually have a law, they can actually charge them with a specific law. Could be. I mean, you, you don't know what was going on there. I, I remember there was a, a place uh, in Sarasota where I'm from, where you're from too, where they had a nude beach. It was uh, North Lido. And it was nude? It was nude at one point. You were quite young. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, it talked about, I, I believe when they, they were they were talking secession and nude, nudity had something to do with it. Lido theirs. Beach was going to secede? Uh, yes, I believe the... <laughs> Let's go to Eric, who is in Sarasota, Florida, listening to WSRQ. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, I experienced the whole uh, thing here on Lido, and it turned topless. Now, uh, I used to be, a long time ago, I was a lifeguard on a nude beach in Europe. So I know what's going on. It's no big deal. Now, what happened here in Sarasota, it started off, there was a few, uh, there was a topless beach with some uh, regular or heterosexual people, nude but within a few weeks, the whole thing turned. Everybody who had an agenda, all the gays, all the lesbians, all the, the uh, women that had a racist, uh, 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 liberated, were liberated uh, racist wives, were mm-hmm. all having sex on the beach. I mean, I'm talking about sex. Not just, you know, there was fondling and... Uh, anal sex. How, how many sex people at one water. time? How, how many people at one time were having sex? Funny. Yeah, how many people at one time were having sex? You said all these people were Was having sex. Yeah, I would say there were, you know, when it started, it started kind of slow. But then at one time, you go there and you walk through to the north end of Lido Beach and you walk through a crowd of maybe 20 people, you know. All, uh, doing all it. in various uh, stages of. Now, uh, are we talking about what a... year was this? Well, you know, I've been here uh, nearly uh, 25, 40 years actually in St. Pete, and here 25 years in Sarasota. It was, I think it was about 12 years ago, 15 years ago. Okay. Is that possible? I can't remember. Now, are we exact... talking about. I was just going to get a better picture of what you're describing here. We're talking about 20 people. On different uh, beach blankets, each couples, or are we talking about twenty people having a giant orgy? Doing it in a pile. No, there were separate people, okay, but it seemed that they all had an agenda. In other words, the lesbians right? had to prove that they were lesbians. <laughs> the homosexuals had to prove that they were gay. The uh, the, uh, or maybe they just wanted to enjoy uh, an afternoon or raising. evening. Is it possible that there was no agenda and that these are just folks that wanted to have sex on the beach? They were separate people, but there weren't any heterosexual people. How do you know? They were all freaks. Sir, well, sir, that's not nice to say. Sir, it sounds like you have a heterosexual agenda. Am I correct? I I definitely have a heterosexual agenda. (laughs) I 
do not like to. I do don't enjoy anal sex. When well, I'm that's your business, sir. And, and not all gay people enjoy anal sex. And I thank you for and the call. I, I, I appreciate hearing from you. See, I, this I, is the tragedy of the comments. I don't appreciate Ian. the bigotry, however. Well, I, you know, he's so he's got an agenda, whatever. Um, so the well, he's a bigot. Okay, called fine. Freaks. The um, you know, I'm sure that folks use this terminology. The I, I think that this is the tragedy of the comments. You can't have people humping on beaches. I'm you, sorry. You could if it was a private. You beach could if it was a private beach in, in gay humping. But then right. wait a minute. Do I have to put up a huge fence on both sides of my beach because inevitably the private beach is going to end at some point, and then there's going to be a not so private beach perhaps next to it. Uh, yes. So do you need you to do. put up a huge? You, you have to have some kind of privacy so that people who do not want to see the humping on the beach. What obligation have to do see I it? have to protect you from my humping on I, the beach? I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that that's just it. Like, well, you have civility as an obligation. I think they were talking about an island, right? So if an island is far enough away... Well, no, Lido, Lido is an island, but this beach uh, was attached to, you know, sort of... There's Lido Beach, there's North Lido Beach, there's South Lido Beach. So, uh, no, I mean, essentially, there there may be some kind of natural outcropping. aren't you just saying this because Australian you're... Pines or something? Aren't you just saying this because of the Puritan past? I mean, aren't you just basically pandering to these uh, If we were a troop of bonobos, then it would be okay to fillet and uh, you know, manipulate each other in public. But we're not. I aren't mean, you the, just pandering? You're not in, you're not in public. Tell you're me, at a beach. This isn't a Puritan past from the United States. Tell me where in the world this happens, Ian. Tell me about the humping beach. I, I don't live anywhere There isn't in the one. World, it's so. not Puritan past. Drop that crap. You can claim Puritan if past for, say, something like the, topless beach, beaches, but you can't do it for, uh, you know, who naked cares? humping really, beaches. Isn't this just because somebody doesn't want to explain to their kids what sex is? No, this is really because this is people about? don't want to see things that are mm-hmm. ugly in I, front of them. I, I don't think there's a lot of private beaches. It sounds like a if there's not a, a humping beach, it sounds like a market failure. I mean, but there well, should be a, a humping that's beach. Nonsense, Mark. The humping beach should have, however, a privacy fence. That is that's nonsense. All I'm asking what you for. said. I'm calling you out on your nonsense. People don't want to see what's ugly in front of them. There's all kinds of ugly things in the world. Thank goodness we have ugly things in the world because it makes it so we can appreciate beauty. Let's go to oh, Kevin listening uh, in Indianapolis to WXNT or on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kevin. Well, I have to say this is an area that maybe you can get an attorney on, but to me it seems like it's past practice, and whatever the past practice was, that should that should rule. If it was a new beach for years, and I would think that they could go to court, and the courts would say, well, you know, we don't care what you say now. You allowed it to happen for so long, and past practice says you should be able to maintain it as a nude beach. But that's not the way government works. For example, they banned an incandescent light bulb that people had been using for, for decades. So they, they get rid of things all the time that they people that are used California, to. Right? Smoking is a good example also. Yeah, and of course the government courts back up what the government says, and this is a government law that has banned uh, nudity on this beach, and so the government court is just going to look at it and say, well, Law says you can't be nude, so sorry. I'll well, in, in, incandescent light. I mean, that and you're comparing that—that's not really a very good comparison. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's a fine comparison because he was pointing out the way government smoking works. is a good comparison. Though. Social behavior is social behavior, and if it's been going on like that for so long, it should continue. I'll tell you what, if you want to continue with that uh, line of thinking, we're certainly welcome to hang on to you. Otherwise, thanks for the call. Hour number three is on the way. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. Nudity is it horrible and ugly? 
As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We've been talking about nudity uh, here tonight. Uh, For those of you just tuning in, we had a, a story out of... California, where there's been a beach for decades that has allowed nudity. And for decades, people have been coming there and they've been enjoying a little bit of sun all over their body. Uh, and who knows what else they've uh, been enjoying. But they've been naked and it's uh, it's been a nude beach and now it's not anymore. And and now, as a result, uh, they are cracking down. They're hiding out. The, uh, the sheriffs and the park rangers are allegedly hiding behind rocks with uh, video cameras and photographic uh, cameras and hiding up in trees, apparently, trying to gather evidence on the, the people who are still attempting to be nude on this beach where it has now been banned. And before we continue with your calls here, there's one more important point that uh, needs to be made out of the story from the Orange County Register, because, well, as as was pointed out, uh, these nudists are they're pretty good activists. They don't they don't appreciate the the idea that they're being uh, aggressed against, and they have for a long time been standing up for their right to be naked. So let me continue here. Uh, the nudity ban, according to the state, this is great news because now there's no more lewd and lascivious acts on the beach because we're just arresting people right out the gate for being naked. Uh, we can just charge them with nudity now rather than making up a bunch of crap against them. Bayless said the nudists aren't to blame, though, for such crimes of lewd and lascivious acts. He said, in many cases, citations from rangers for lewd and lascivious acts have been thrown out by the San Diego courts. Bayless says he's defended 17 cases. Ten of those cases were thrown out by the judge, while two were reduced to infractions and disturbing the peace, he said. Five other cases are still pending. Roy Stearns, a state park spokes bureaucrat, said the naturist had demanded a jury trial on most citations, so the court began dismissing many of the cases. For now, the San Diego District Attorney's Office is looking to prosecute two cases. And I thought that was the most important part about this, uh, because these nudists figured it out that if you take... Don't take the plea deal and you take it to court, then you get to make it so the government has to prove their case. They don't just to get they don't just get away with harassing you anymore. They don't can well, they can't just come into the beach and hand out citations and expect people, oh man, I gotta pay this. No, no, no. They're gonna go to a trial. They're going to take this to court. they maybe get a jury. I don't know, it depends on how much you know, depends on how things work out in California. But either way, make it so the state has to jump through some hoops to get their hands on whatever the fine amount would be, to get a conviction. And as we've seen here in in Keene with people uh, the state people throwing out parking citations because people are taking them to court. They're throwing out these uh, nudity or lewd and lascivious citations. I think it's great news. 
Yeah, and you make it as costly as possible for the state to uh, to function. And if more and more people did this, then maybe they would uh, stop harassing peaceful people. You know, I'm sure some of these convictions are just people who honestly were trying to get naked and be on a beach that they're used to being naked mm-hmm. on a beach on. And that's not that big of a deal to me. But I think, um, you know, that, that it does devolve over time. Uh, it can devolve, I should say, over time into these situations where people are, you know, meeting up and, and copulating in the woods, the grasses and things like that. And in order to get away. I mean, these things happen in, uh, you know, so the rest areas of parks, they'll happen um, in rest areas on the interstate. I mean, this kind of behavior happens and it happens in groups of people that, uh, you know, would can get away with it, I guess, is, uh, you know, it's it's not usually uh, heterosexual couples that are doing it because, well, you know, there's just sort of this natural Im- impediment um, for that. You occurring. told me during the break you've had sex on a beach. Before. I have had sex on a beach before. I was, uh, you know, absolutely. But I wasn't doing it out in front of people. It was at night. You know, and you know, in the, the shade of a catamaran where no one could see. I'm not saying that people shouldn't have sex on beaches, Ian. I'm saying that there's a tragedy of the commons here. That if I pay for, if I'm forced to pay for a beach, a public beach, that I should be able to go in one that's free from humping. That's my right, don't or, you think, as a person who has to pay for it? Or that you should realize that if it's everybody's beach, then they get to do whatever they want because yeah. they've poured. At which point it well. devolves into a well, dumping Mark, ground for toxic right. waste, right? No, 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 you don't have a right to be free from humping because if you had a right to be free from humping, then I should be able to go on a beach and have a right to be free from people playing volleyball. I find that offensive. Fine. That's fine by me. I think that there's, this is why we call no, it the tragedy of the commons. No, it's not fine because it's ludicrous for me to say that you shouldn't play, be able to play volleyball on this common area. And I agree with you, Mark. It'd be nice if all beaches were private but uh, and if all property were private. We don't live in that world today. And so while we have a place where there are there is public property, then people should be left alone if they're not hurting anybody else. And people having sex or being naked on a beach isn't hurting anybody else besides the sensibilities of these. Uh, these you know, uppity people you are who can't flat out insane, dude. Can't there are beaches for people that people. want to hump on beaches. You can go to hedonism, uh, hedonismresorts.com and you can mm-hmm. hump on beaches if that's what you want to do. Well, but nice. that is the behavior that should be kept private. People should not have to be, you know, be that's forced your to see opinion. it. You don't do it in your front yard. You don't do it in the beach. You don't do it in public parks. At what, Sorry. At what point would you advocate getting law enforcement involved? Look, I don't think law enforcement's a good solution, but if you can't get people to stop, what are you supposed to do? This is why we call it the tragedy of the commons. Somewhere else. If they do it on my front lawn, when do you recommend I call law enforcement? Um, well, that's a private property uh, dispute. I, I, that's what I would I'm use saying. a water hose on them. I wouldn't that's call a, law That's a good solution. Thanks. Yeah. So, come so up with could I use a water hose on somebody in a public area? Um, I would rather if you didn't. I'd yeah, rather if see, everybody left peaceful people yeah, alone. You don't have the right, I'm not Mark. sure that it's peaceful. I, it's, uh, it's not harming you. Are you saying having they're, sex they're not is harming not peaceful? You. It, it, it's, look, man, you, you're, you're talking about such an incredible departure from today's society that all you do is marginalize yourself well, into Well, wait a minute. Is it a departure area. or not? Because we just had a guy on the line last hour who said he saw like 20 people having sex on the beach. That like sounds a like decade a decade ago. Right. That sounds like a fairly popular thing. Uh, it, it, with with those twenty people, it is. Well, but the rest of the people that so? want to go to North Lido that are forced to pay for that, they don't want that there. Oh. That's why they made it illegal in the first place. Freedom is popular. I mean, you know, was reading the polls earlier about eighty percent wanting uh, people to be able to hump on beaches. If I, I re- remember I, the story correctly, I don't think that's the story. Let's uh, go to you and your thoughts here. We've got uh, Jared on the line in New Hampshire. Jared, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Jason and Mark. Ian, Jason, Mark, I think this really. Um 
you know, this can he mentioned it was gay people, homosexual people. I don't want homosexual people humping on my beaches. Um, well, let, let's let, let's take it into a school, a high school. Wait, you're talking about school. you're talking about the the bigoted caller from earlier. Correct. Okay. Correct. The bigoted caller from earlier. Uh, and, and let's go to a high school or, or a middle school, uh, for instance. Uh, if if two straight people are holding hands, if a young girl, a young guy are holding hands, that's okay. Uh, if a not at, if not a, at my high school, it wasn't. Um, at uh, Braden well, Christian School, it was not acceptable. But most public schools, yep. most public schools, that's okay. Uh, but in, in the public schools I went to, I went to four different public high schools, uh, as far away as Missouri and as close as in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, and uh, in none of those high schools was it appropriate for two men to be holding hands. Now, why is it in, in that public institution, why is it okay? Because uh, why Oh, unfortunately, Jared, we're uh, unfortunately losing your cell phone signal. But I think I got the gist of yeah. of where. And I think he's got from. a valid point yeah. that if that, that you know people should be treated equally on uh, you know sort of in public venues. I don't think that uh, you know straight kids in a public high school should be allowed to hold hands, and then gay kids shouldn't be allowed to hold hands. Likely, what will happen? The real world solution to what will happen is the principal says nobody gets to hold hands, and we've seen that happen in different places. The, the, these are the kinds of things that happen. But I you know I, I get the point where he's coming from i'm not saying that anyone should be discriminated against based on their uh you know sexual preference i'm saying that the activity of copulation of uh you know sex whether it's oral anal vaginal whatever uh you know these kind of things can't should not be happening in public well i think the caller was Ian, that, that statement that you just made, the principal will then say uh nobody can hold hands i think that's that exactly mark, what's happened here that was mark oh, that's mark 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 saying the principal will say nobody lands. Well, I think that's exactly uh, what has happened here. Uh, he mentioned gay. Now, now it's I don't want anyone having sex on the because my mind I can't I can't fathom allowing one group to hold hands and not another group. Good thoughts, Jared. Thanks for the call tonight. Unfortunately, a bad cell phone connection. Uh, maybe next time it'll be better. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of these airwaves. Share your thoughts on the issue of nudity on the beach or sex on the beach. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Jason. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, where dozens of ladies have sent in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. See what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine, shrine shrine.freetalklive.com. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try anyway. You know it's a healthier option. 
you probably didn't know, it's 22,000 times healthier. Listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save about $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling better, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cardamizers with coupon code FTL, you get a free starter kit. And they'll ship it to you for free. All orders over $60 are, uh, are shipped for free. Find out more. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. It's 855-2-GET-VAPOR or vaporsmiths.com. 855-2-GET-VAPOR. It's always fun on Free Talk Live to reach the ends of Mark's levels of tolerance. Uh, <laughs> I've got to say that uh, you know, that uh, Jason Talley's quote here, if there's not a humping beach, that sounds like a market failure. Epic. Epic. <laughs> so we continue uh, with you and your thoughts. We're talking about beaches, nudity, uh, and even sex on the beach. Uh, Mark says it's his right to not be presented with ugly things, but uh, clearly the world is full of ugly things. All I've said, which you will refuse to accept, is that I think that this is a tragedy of the commons, that we should not have, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that, that there shouldn't be public areas. And if there weren't public areas, then you wouldn't be confronted That's with nice, these kind Mark. of situations. Go ahead and uh, see if you can uh, implement that pretty soon. In I, the meantime, I we don't want to hump in public. This is in why the, it's not a problem in for me. In the meantime, we for that have to tiny, tiny percentage it. of the population that wants to do that. Even these people don't want to do it. They generally go off into bathrooms or into uh, the bushes or in something why like that. Why can't you just allow people to do what they want? I mean, as long as, long as it's not hurting anybody, they're not hurting each other. They're, it's a completely so as long as I don't act. hurt anybody, I should be able to do what I want? Can I go up to them with a camera and say, hey, what are you doing here? Does your mom know you're doing this? What's your name? Where do you live? Can I have her email address so I can send this crap to her, see what you're doing out in the middle of public? You know, they're not going to be – that's a jerk. That's jerkish behavior. Somebody's humping in the middle of the sidewalk. I go up and confront them. I'm a jerk. This is your world. This is how insane you are. I think both would be jerkish behaviors. I mean, I'm not interested in walking down the street and and watching people get it on. I'm not interested in you, you know, being the uh, the Puritan police, you know, filming people for, for, what, for what they want to do. Yeah, it is. It's intolerance is what it is. And I agree with Tally. It's not something I am interested in personally, but I'm not going to bother somebody if do that's you, something that you, they're doing. Do you think doing. it's jerkish behavior to hump in the middle of the sidewalk? It may be a little tacky, but uh, a little tacky. But, but I, I would. Think, this is a little tacky in Ian's world. I would think that they would deserve the kind of treatment that you or other Puritans would give them by a video recording them in the streets. If they I were don't doing know if they activity. would deserve it, but I think they would likely get it, and it would be one of the consequences of their of their actions. Uh, I mean, I. Whatever. If you're gonna if you're going to hump out in public, you can expect somebody's gonna show up with a camera at some point <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> start a website around it, and yeah. you know, sell it to yeah. visitors. Of course, maybe some people humping in public would like people to show up with cameras. Yeah, right. That's the, the, why they're humping It's in a public. problem. You know, this is. Uh, you Let's know, this go is... to Michelle Seven. She's on the line oh, here. here. Uh, Michelle, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi guys. Hey. What up? Well, um, yeah, I I humped in public on a beach, and um, nine months later, Omar <laughs> was born. Well, what what define public wait, wait, what? for me? Though? Nine months later, what? Omar was born. See, Mark, if she hadn't had sex on a beach, she wouldn't have one of her children. <laughs> now today. I'm a baby killer. Um, <laughs> now, right. And now, you know, the fun thing is that it was really late at night, and it was um, on Kauai where there had been this uh, this uh, hurricane that had wiped out the hotel. So it was pretty desolate and everything, or yeah. so we thought. And, you know, we finished. And, of course, we were doing it doggy style because I didn't want to get any sand up in my coochie. Yeah, that but, would be um, a little chafing, I would think. This is right, one of the reasons exactly. why I'm not interested be careful. In, in a beach. Right, 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 right. So um, so we finished, and it was pitch black, 
So we didn't notice that there were some people sitting right next to us. Wow, that's pitch black. Yeah, they were quiet through. Well, we were pretty drunk too. Um, they were quiet through everything until we were. They waited until we were finished, and then they offered. They lit up a joint and asked us if we wanted to take a nice. hit. Nice, perfect, so, funny. At the time, I didn't smoke, so I just went down to the shore and cleaned up. My husband sat there and got stoned with them, and then we left. So. You really turned me around on this idea of uh, having <laughs> sex on the beach. <laughs> You know, you you mentioned, Mark, that, you know, private public beaches, and that really is what it's about, is that if it's private property, then then it can be defined for certain activities. And if it's public property, that you don't have the right to say what can be done there and what cannot be done there. And so to, to, you know, claim that something ought not to be done, well, then you really need to get on the bandwagon in terms of getting everything made private and not public. Well, I, you know, how much more on the bandwagon can I get? I do a nationally syndicated radio program on 109 radio stations across the country, two XM channels. I, I do this uh, six nights a week. disobedience and go out and have sex with oh, Laura in public places. Right, because that's going to happen. <laughs> I'll film it. Uh, Thanks. Okay, so if I can, since this is about what, you know, the audience wants to talk about, if we could change gears for a moment, and this is very sad. But Kelly Thomas was a young man, well, 37 years old, who in Fullerton, California, not a few days ago, was murdered by police. He was defined uh, by people that knew him as um, a very kind, sweet, and gentle man. He was mentally ill but didn't bother anyone, and everyone knew him. This, too, was in Southern California where, you know, there are homeless people, and you and they, they don't bother you and what have you, but um, it's essentially becoming illegal to be homeless. And so when the police started to question him, um, and he just kind of mumbled, uh, uh, five police cars came. He was tasered six times. Mm. He was beaten to the point where, I mean, you look at the pictures and cannot, I mean, you can't even imagine someone being beaten to that point. It's and horrifying. Were, I'm looking at one of these photos right now. It's just absolutely horrible. Well, when yeah, will people stop paying for this? Dad, oh, God. Crying out for his dad. Dad, dad, dad. And people were watching saying, that, that's enough. Stop. And they did nothing. And they continued. And so, you know, when I got into a conversation with some people, one girlfriend of mine from high school is a police officer, and she said, you don't understand what a dangerous job we have. <laughs> You know, I, I know there's a perception of danger. There absolutely is. But, uh, you know, the suggestion that, uh, you know, the police don't have – the police rarely does a police officer show up on the uh, the top ten most dangerous jobs. And, you know, if some cop dies, there's a parade. There's a big, you know, to-do about it. If fishermen, which is the top of the list, consistently the top of the list, they don't give parades to these people when they die. They, you know, they, they, they don't – they get nothing. So – to me, it's just sort of bureaucrat worship to yeah. me. It, it would be consistent if the top X number of dangerous jobs got parades, loggers, uh, you know, high, high tension uh, power workers, things and, like that. But they all, don't. All those people give me things that I want. Law enforcement, uh, they cage my friends uh, and they, they make me pay for it. I'm looking at these photos of the guy that you're discussing, Michelle Seven. I can't and look anymore. I, I don't see how people could pay for this violence. I'm about ready to stop, uh, Tally. I, I don't know how much longer I can handle put it, paying for my friends uh, to be put in jail. Uh, Yay, thanks, I'm thanks, glad to hear that. thanks, Michelle. I appreciate hearing right. from you. It probably means they're going to steal my home from me at some point when I finally stop. But I really can't. I, I don't know how much more I can put up with. More coming up. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Maybe once I stop, others will join me. I don't know.
Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. News updates are available for you via different delivery methods. There's, of course, uh, email, also Twitter and Facebook. Get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com. Best way to follow the latest about Free Talk Live, news.freetalklive.com. As we continue here uh, exploring uh, the world of public nudity, which ended up into a discussion about public sex. Right, because and- I don't have a, you know, pub- <laughs> it's one thing to nude beaches, another thing entirely copulating on them. And so, so Mark, you then support nudity on a, on a beach. I think that, that I think that they that that, that for one, people, nudists should be able to have beaches, no doubt about it. But what about public beaches? I think when when you're talking about I know, public it's one be- thing to say tragedy of the commons, et cetera, we need to get rid of public property. Great, great, but we haven't. So while we have public property, how about allowing there are a lot there? of nudist places, and some of those nudist places are beaches. Um, mm-hmm. So there there are places for nudists to go, and I think that governments should allow people to you know uh, set up their own places. When it comes to public beaches, I'm you know, I'm for stepping into the arena of top Toplessness and uh, you know thongs and things like that. I think mm-hmm. that people should be allowed to have those on on public beaches. But so you uh, believe in topless equality then? Uh, whatever that means. Oh, you meaning mean, a woman should be able to be topless wherever a man uh, is topless? Yeah, I, I think that. Yes, I absolutely. Okay, it's nice I think to hear that, that you're to- that tolerant because we're kind of testing your boundaries here to uh, to see how tolerant you are. So here's another one. For Why are we you. testing my boundaries? Because you're the one that's I think the most intolerant of the uh, the people sitting on that's the microphone. Right. I'm here intolerant. Tonight. Uh, so uh, the Associated Press reporting out of Bonneau, South Carolina, where a Berkeley County woman will be getting a jury trial for a ticket she was given by the police for displaying big plastic testicles on the back of her pickup truck. <laughs> Maybe you've seen these things. Uh, Aren't they the name brand? Truck testicles is, I believe, what they've been called. I don't I, know what their name brand is. but Oh, I've heard the uh, it's spelled N-U-T-Z. N-U-T-Z. That's cute. Uh, Virginia Tice of Bonneau was given a $445 ticket July 5th that accuses her of violating the state's... 400 $445. Yep. macaroni. Accuses her of violating the state's obscene bumper sticker law. Hmm. Not a sticker. Anyway. <laughs> Police Chief Franco Fuda asked for a jury trial saying questions of obscenity should be determined by community standards. It's interesting the police chief would ask for... A jury. He's, uh, uh, she's screwed because they're gonna, you know, they're gonna read the law or whatever. The jury's gonna, you know, do, you know, go by it, and that's whatever, whatever. But it doesn't look like a, a bumper sticker. I mean, that's it, the, I don't know what the law says, but yeah, who knows how vague it is. If, they, if they just charge her with public obscenity, she's she's messed up. Tice's attorney expects a trial next month. A relative said she didn't want to talk about the case before trial. She was ticketed after pulling into a gas station in her truck with big red fake testicles hanging from the trailer hitch. What, what, thank goodness they're not real. 
big fake. I mean, that's what her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I grew so, up on a farm, man. Um, yeah. You know, the, the bulls aren't walking around being obscene with their big old testicles this, hanging there. I mean, these are testicles. It's very clear that they're testicles. Mm-hmm. I've, if you've seen these things before, they're very amusing. I think uh, I would never put one on clever my, in, a, my in a very, very, ta- very tacky. It's very way. tacky, uh, but it's it's tackily amusing. Like, oh my God, someone are you kidding me? <laughs> right, hanging from the back right. of their truck. And I always figured it'd be some guy, but I didn't realize that uh, that a woman would would do something like that. I think it's you know it's it's showing the, uh, the seems more of like a chauvinistic guy the thing. Manliness of your vehicle, you know. I I think that some trucks really do look like beasts that are set up, and uh, you know. The, t- the testicles make some sort of you know they make some sort of sense up there. I'm, I, I don't like them. I don't think people should do them. I think they're tacky. But I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't say anything about anybody putting them there. I wouldn't uh, I either. I would neither confront that person, nor would I bar them from my property, nor would I recommend that they be ticketed in any way. The same way I wouldn't do so if somebody put a you know a redneck Confederate flag or whatever bumper sticker on the back of their car. I, you know I think that there's people are going to be some people are going to be offended by that. And, um, you know, I wouldn't recommend it, but, yeah. So uh, the fake testicles are okay in your book, but uh, if they were real testicles... On what? A real truck? On, on a real person. Real testicles on a real person, yeah. A naked should, person. Should not be... Well, uh, you know, I That's mean, there, there are places involved. to be naked, places not to be naked. So how about a photo of a naked person or a painting of a naked person on... I better get a painting of a naked lady on the side of a truck. A painting of an I, I've I've seen the sort of topless ones. I mean, if if, if it if it includes like a vagoscope, uh, no. What you know? What a, you don't know what a vagoscope is? It sounds like something that would magnify it's one's. A, it's vagina. a tool that is uh, used uh, by gynecologists to really get in there. Yeah, I don't know why you would even go there. My I'm suggestion sure. is is that some people. This is view the thing about people that that are. That, this is the thing about people who are you know that, that they're, they're intolerant towards nudity. They really have weird uh, obsessions as a result of this. I mentioned a, a naked lady being painted on the side of the truck, and Mark immediately goes to a vagoscope being included in. I mean, come on, man. People are into different things. You know, it's a big world out there. And You're if calling Mark, me the freak. If, if it's Mark the Venus like, de Milo, you know, that's one thing. Sorry, Tally. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, that's but that's a judgment about it art. is a judgment. Everybody gets to make it their own judgments. It absolutely is a judgment. But if an, instead it looks like a hustler spread with uh, including scatological porn, no, it's not acceptable to me. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I just think it's fascinating uh, where the intolerance mind goes. It's, well, this you is, are these, always the these one are things who takes that will it happy, to happen. the extreme. You're the one who takes it to the extreme. This would every happen every single time. This is a reality. This would okay. occur. So then why what? Is it th- then why am I taking it to the stream as you know though what? it's ludicrous? You, you know what? You're, you are really just offending the Puritans. That's all you've been doing here for the last hour. That's what all this is based on. You don't want some kid seeing this, right? Because you've seen, obviously, you know what a vagoscope is. You've probably looked at <laughs> porn of it online. I mean, this is... I don't, although, I don't know. There must be some porn somewhere with it. Mark has admitted that he's had sex in public, and this whole conversation began with just people standing in public trying Define to sell themselves. public, though. Public doesn't mean people standing around public it was a means, public place uh, a, a, like a, a place beach, that is right? not within a, yep a public beach and uh you know in in on private property outside outdoors there are some people who would like to have you caged for doing that there are people that would toll-free number here tonight 800-259-9231 whether you want on to the comment- scale of puritan to ex- to uh tolerant i am 
way over towards the tolerance side. It just shows how fringe you two are. That's all. I'm not the one who brought up the vagiscope, man. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fringe because I don't want to see peaceful people like yourself put in a cage. You know, I'm past the statute of limitations. The idea that being allowing towards others and their freedom to do with themselves and their property as they choose, the idea that that is fringe, I think it's a sad statement. Because I believe that if it's your truck, you can paint whatever you want on the side of your on the side of your truck, and if it's your body, you can walk wherever you would like uh, with your body, as long as it's not onto somebody else's private property where they say you can't. And, and then when when does it end? Because in Iran, they have uh, police that run around with rulers to make sure that uh, boys' hair is uh, is cut short enough, or uh, and, necklace police, or you know, or no wi- uh, earrings for women. It's you're absolutely right. It's a continuum. Um, in in Saudi Arabia, you have to be you know, covered. There's the Wahhabi police, Wahhabists, and uh, they're not even government officials. They're just snitches, weird, you know, like uh, religious, religion backed, violent crazies. It's like a street gang or something, basically? Essentially. They they don't really have the backing of the government, but they do have the backing of sort of the culture, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. They they have this sort of... uh, It's like the Guardian Angels in New York City, then, kind of. uh, The Guardian Angels generally protect people from being harmed by gangs, is what they kind of say. Yeah. So, I mean, different stuff. So, right, but you're talking about religious police that go around and uh, will, like, strike people for when they um, are maybe showing too much skin, for example. Your thoughts are welcome. Whether we're talking about the issue of nudity on a beach or testicles attached to the back of somebody's truck, everybody has their limit. So what's Uh, more likely here, Ian? Making beaches private where people who want to hump on them can go or... Everybody can just hump wherever they want as long as it's public property. Which one's more <laughs> and likely? Be, and here? be video recorded by you. And, and a <laughs> lot of other people. Intrusive questions as well. A lot of other people and too. And badgered. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one by the creepy old guy who's asking about vagiscopes. One eight hey, why don't you have a vagiscope out there? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airways in the remaining moments, which are coming up next. It's Free Talk Live. Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Where's something worth saying? This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, and maybe enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now to 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And joining you tonight, it is Ian and Jason and Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there for free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com. Promote.freetalklive.com. You'll get a whole list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Once again, promote.freetalklive.com. We go right back to you and your thoughts, let's go first to Scott, listening in Charleston, West Virginia, to WVTS. Hello, Scott. 
Oh, how you guys doing? Hey, Scott. What's I have you? to say, this, oh, I don't know, I just have to say this was kind of a funny one, kind of caught me off guard a little bit. I was laying here about half asleep, and I thought I uh, had the radio on, and I thought I would, uh, you know, was, you know, died, went to hell, was forced to play win, lose, or draw with Cotton Mather and Larry Flint. But anyway, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go with this one. I've heard some crazy stuff on this show, stuff I like, but I'm telling you, man, this is a little out there, but uh, I'll give this one a shot. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, man, I don't know where to go here. I just, it, this is unreal. This is what uh, my job is like. Like, I don't know okay. what to do with this guy. <laughs> like, Mark's crying right now. You made him he's laugh. Just so hard. He's just completely unreasonable. During the break, they were both uh, Googling a vagiscope. Apparently, it's an illuminated <laughs> speculum. It, in case you want to really know what a vagiscope is, it's an illuminated speculum. Um, I thought it was something that just went in there and kind of opened things up for cows to look, you know, look in the cows or whatever. But uh, apparently not. Oh God, I need I need brain bleach now. Don't play <laughs> dumb with me, Mark. You knew exactly what it was. I found it pretty fast on the internet. <laughs> I spelled it right. Well, uh, how come how come you couldn't figure out how an eye in it? Good point, Mark. There's I always an eye in vagiscope. I've I've never searched for this before. It was a new uh, new term for me. All right, Scott. So you're great. speechless. Then is basically your call. I'm, I'm speechless, and then he just topped himself there by putting sound effects to it. That was oh my god. Deal. What was that? Thanks for the call, anyway, dude. I, I, I'm having. Thanks, I appreciate hearing. Here's from the one you. from Hoger Farmyard. You can get for your goat. Oh, it's goat boy. sized. Let's go. Let's go to Mandrick, listening in New Hampshire on the amp lines. Hello, Mandrick. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, actually, I, I want to tell you a story. I, uh, the first time I saw people having sex, I was in Greece, and it was on a beach, Mark. Really? And then on. Oh yeah. Was there a goat involved? Because now Mark has brought this to animal uh, sex. Well, uh, uh, come on. Which, which beach was it? The show. Where, was it on one of those islands or was it the mainland? No, this was mainland, man. And it was a, and it was a public beach. It was kind of off to the side. And I was just kind of exploring. And was I it daytime? People exploring. Was it was it daytime? Yeah, it was, oh, yeah, it was daytime. It was okay. like noon or something, and man. How young were you at the time? I was 13. And were your parents around? No, they were in America. And, I was there with some... And what was that experience like, like just rolling up on some uh, naked people doing it on the beach? It was pretty awesome, dude, I, honestly. <laughs> so was it a couple, a male-female couple? Yeah, it was male-female, and um, I just kind of was just watching for a while. I mean, I was 13 years old, you know? I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure it was on? very interesting at that I mean, time. Yeah, I, I mean, I got internet a year later, so I got better, better idea of what they were doing. Jeez. I didn't get internet until like 28 so, I mean, so all that considered, you actually encountered somebody having sex on the beach over there. What were people's reactions to this? Were there others around? No, they were kind of in like a, a little private part. I mean, it was still a public beach, but it was just a part where there weren't people. Mm-hmm. And they were off into the, like, up on the rocks a little bit. But, uh, I mean, they, they saw me. <laughs> they eventually saw me, and they kind of just stopped. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it, it was just... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't damage me. It didn't scar me. You've got kids of your own, Mandrick. I mean, we know you personally. You're here in uh, King, New Hampshire area, and you've got kids. Uh, w- w- you know, what would you think if they were on a beach and they encountered something similar as a dad? Well, I, I mean, I've, they've already asked me questions about sex, and I've been pretty, you know, honest with them, and you know, I answered any questions they had. I mean, it's not. It's not something I ran away from. I mean, I think I encouraged open and honest discussion about something like that because. They're they're gonna, you know, kids aren't dumb. They they find things out on their own if you're not if you're not gonna open up with them. 
I agree with that too. I, I, I'm, I'm of that belief that you should talk. If, if a kid's old enough to ask a question, he's old enough to get a, get an answer. In my opinion, I'm not going to duck and dodge. Um, I think it's entirely different than, uh, you know, than people copulating on the, on a public sidewalk in the middle of everything. I mean, this is, this is a couple who was, yeah, they were out in, in public, but they were trying to get as private as possible in public. I, 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 you know, I, I think that as interesting as the story is, it doesn't entirely address the fantasy world where Ian has, where, you know, people should just be able to do it in parks, beaches, sidewalks, wherever it just pleases them. That's the middle, appa- apparently, world. the middle of the interstate, because, well, you know, they that paid for the interstate, too. safe. I mean, it, look, that's not my fantasy Well, why world. can't they just put out cones for 500 feet ahead of them to be able to do it? I mean, after all, they paid for the interstate, right? Ideally... The fantasy world would be one in which uh, people actually have their own private property, as you oh, were we agree earlier, Mark. Uh, but I don't, you know, we don't live in that world right now. So as we have, hopefully, we don't property, live in the world where people can set up a cones a thousand yards out from them, copulating in the middle lane of the interstate. Either this, you're being so absurd, you, and that's all. That's all you can ever do when we talk about these things is take it to the most extreme, ludicrous absurdity. And you don't even want to have somebody walking down the street naked. I think that's inappropriate behavior. Absolutely, Mandrick, is that inappropriate? Uh, I, I don't think that they weren't hurt anybody. Thank really you, Mandrick. Argumentum ad populum. Thank you, it's Mandrick, a logical the, fallacy. Thank you, Mandrick, for the sensible uh, call, the the call that is actually you know connected to uh, his humanity and tolerance and allowing for others who have a different uh, belief system. Because if it's offensive for somebody to walk down the street while naked, then I could say I am as offended by somebody who walks the street down the street with a perfume scent that I don't like, and I'm sorry, it's your body. I give you him a little room want. if I don't like the, uh, the the perfume scent no doubt i mean i don't like that either i don't like it when somebody's like, bathed in that crap no doubt it's your body you do what you want captain ned is on the line in florida You're save on me captain Live. ned well, and thank, thanks for having me aboard guys go ahead sir hey mark's right on this one uh you know birds of a feather should flock together you know wild green parrots don't fly with seagulls you have to you have to realize what's appropriate okay like a silicone island which i all think we all know what it is accessible only by boat which is only adult appropriate we're not should be off limits it should be off limits to some yuppie parents why can't we do it the other way around why can't the prudes have a private beach where the well, prudes can go I, absolutely but and i but think it's still- the prudes that should put up the fences to make sure that there's nobody carousing about all naked like on the beach next door to them That'd be fantastic, but the Silicon Island, some yuppie parents with their inquisitive spawn, Muffy and Buffy, that decision <laughs> not to anchor there should be inspired only by common sense and mutual respect. Go to where your birds are, not to where the other birds are. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's, yep, it's that very makes sense common sense. And the only thing that should be sporting bull equipment, even prosthetic, in public is a bull, okay? You know, those guys run around in the trucks with a bull. It's ridiculous. You know, it's just, it's come on. Captain Ned, thanks for the call, man. appreciate hearing from you. Go ahead, Jason. I was just going to ask him, I mean, those are his opinions, but what would he do if uh, somebody, you know, acted in a way he didn't like? I mean, when when do some people decide to get law enforcement involved? Let's go instead to Missy on the line in Florida. Missy, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I don't know how I'm supposed to follow up a conversation about vagiscopes, 13-year-olds watching sex on the beach, and coned-off interstate sex. (laughs) Give it a shot. You can do it. (laughs) What I was going to ask, because I've only got to listen to the last 30 minutes of the show tonight, was if you had heard about the mom in Georgia that had been found guilty 
in her son's death when they were trying to cross the street, she's yeah. been granted a new trial. Oh, no, I hadn't heard that. There's a lot of public opinion by this. Uh, I believe uh, uh, Change.org got behind it, and it's an incredibly powerful uh, group. Yeah, they had a hundred over, I think, over 135,000 online petitions signed. The NAACP got involved, and so she, now she's going to get a new trial. Can you explain what happened? I, I'm not familiar with it. Um, she was trying to cross the street with her children, and um, she, they were not in a crosswalk, and they got hit. Uh, and there were no crosswalks. Right, there's around. no co- crosswalks. This was a uh, sort of a, a you know state highway. highway. And no, they, fact, there. There were crosswalks, and in fact, it was at a bus stop where people crossed the road there every day to get to the bus stop. So and they charged frequent- her with vehicular homicide, if I'm recalling correctly. It's insane yeah. stuff. Just, none of it makes any sense. So she's getting a new trial. Thanks for the update on that, Missy. I appreciate it. We're short on time. Let's get quickly to Nick in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Ian. Uh, you just touched on what I was going to bring up. Uh, the standard idea right now is that the burden is on the nude person to protect others from their nudity or sexual activity. Uh, but but why is that? Because of Puritanism? <laughs> but uh, do you think there's a homesteading principle involved here? Meaning what? Well, you know, it's like the the standard was established somehow that nude people are the ones who are who are in the wrong and need to protect others from their nudity. Well, they're in the minority, so I would imagine that's how the standard was established. It's just a, a numbers game. Thanks. I wish we had more time for you, but uh, we're out of it for tonight. It has been Ian here with you. And Jason. And Mark. Uh, visit Jason over at cdevolution.org for the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, and we will see you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.